This is the Five Point Play Podcast, the iHeart Duke Basketball Fans Podcast. AC's ripping a little red wine tonight. Feeling good, man. I'm feeling feeling real good after that little win, you know. Very different, I guess, from the rest of Duke Nation. I feel great. Yeah, no, it uh, it wasn't the uh, the blowout um, that I think some of our fans were predicting. Eighty three sixty nine. It got a little tight there in the uh, second half for sure. We were up eighteen at one point in the uh, first half. Thought we were going to blow them out, and then we kind of got a little lazy, and you know, some things happened, and you know, it's just going to be how it is. You know, it's, it's it's January basketball. This is how it goes. Uh, we tried to tried to warn everybody, but um, you know, look, a win's a win. I thought John Shire. Um, kind of sums it up really well that you know he was happy with that game because mm-hmm. they faced some adversity, they weathered the storm, and they you know were able to kind of extend that lead um, toward the you know the last three minutes of that game, which was which is huge and, and it was kind of everywhere. You know, obviously Proctor had a huge game that was crucial for him and for the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, Flip did what he normally does wasn't his best performance, but he he made some plays. Uh, Jared McCain hit a huge three and started chirping uh, some of the fans. So that was great to see. And then obviously Sean Stewart, um, you know, what more can you say? The kid uh, obviously had a great week of practice last week, according to Shire. And he earned his minutes and, and he made the most of them, something that we've been harping on over the last few yeah. weeks. So uh, we're, we're down Jack. We're down D tonight. Um, but we got the three-man weave here with uh, AC and Pablo. Coach, uh, I, I got to ask you first, uh, what did you like? What did you not like from the game uh, against Louisville? Well, I mean, obviously, I liked uh, our offense. And uh, we got back to, you know, moving the ball, having a lot of player movement. Uh, got back to, you know, our pick and roll sets, um, short roll and flip out of those sets and uh, just creating and stuff. Uh, obviously, I liked our shooting, um, attacking the rim. Um, as far as what I didn't like, man, I think we just got to stay consistent with like our defense just throughout the whole game. You know what I mean? We kind of like, like AC kind of mentioned, like we kind of let our foot up off the gas a little bit, but you know, we can't, we can't do that, do that uh, against teams like that. We just got to crush them and then just move on to the next game. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't let, don't give them any kind of light or, or whatever the case may be. Cause if that's a, if that was a better team. You know, we possibly could lose that game, you know what I mean? Just by, you know, just by playing lazy towards the end of the game or whatever. But um, overall, good win. Um, Louisville isn't as bad as, you know, people say they are. But um, at the same time, they're not. Full of four stars and five stars, man. Full of them. Full of talent. For sure. Full of talent. They're definitely talented. They're definitely talented. I think they just have a little, you know, a couple chemistry issues over there. Uh, Some things that obviously they could fix uh, on the other side, you know, coaching-wise. But. At the same time, you know, I think they'll they'll get it together. You know, basketball is always better when Louisville is good. But uh, I'm glad we won. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure if Jack was here, he would have disagreed with you there, Pablo. But um, <laughs> yeah. he's not here, so he can't he can't take the shots. <laughs> he's um, watching the Duke women smash Florida State. <laughs> that's true. That was a huge. I, I just saw that um, huge one. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's that, too. Was that? Kara's got him going. Coach K's got him going. Yeah, yeah. She she she's doing well. It took a little bit of time, but. Um, you know, hopefully they can, you know, kind of pick up where uh, they, they left off and start playing better. But, um, you know, Mark Mitchell, speaking of which, you know, coming off a, a couple of games and where he didn't play and just picked up right where he left off, 20 points, 12 rebounds. Um, I thought he did a lot of things defensively that were great. He, yeah. uh, If he's going to be putting up double-doubles, man, we're going to be tough to beat. 
not only him, but I mean him and Flip both like two two cats with double doubles. That's a rarity for Duke. Yeah. And again, just playing the all court game, playing so so well. And as we talked about a couple podcasts ago, you're gonna start seeing teams stop with the sag defense and everything right. like you saw here. And that allowed John to create a lineup with Sean Stewart, Mark Mitchell, and Kyle Filipowski on the floor, which is amazing. That's a it's a it's an amazing counteraction to the four guard lineup that you'll see us probably continue to run. Uh, Pablo mentioned the the short roll. We brought that back. He mentioned that before the game too. It's obviously that's our bread and butter. That's our go to. I think we went away from it for a few games. Quite honestly, by design, I think we we needed to play and win some games without having to utilize it. So we created some other shit, and we've done that now, and we've we've proven also proven we can go right back to the short because it's inconsistent as we, as we played and letting them back in the game and everything else. I mean, you saw how we ran away with it at the end. It was just, you know, supreme talent. Yeah, Flip had a bad game a little bit to start the game, but still rebounded like a monster, played defense, and at the end of the game, closed the game out with a great segment where you have like seven or eight points and like four possessions or something like that. For right, uh, right. And that, 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 that was the finish with 17 and 15, and that was a bad night for him. Um, that's what I'm saying. And like in, in March, that's the thing, right? I think I think everybody wants like – once a, a jump a jump to tip game where you're just you're playing like an all American every single possession, it's not going to happen. But these guys are proven that in in big time minutes and in big time segments, they can they can do what's needed to to pull a game out. So that's something you need in March as well. If the shots aren't falling or if your overall game's not falling, we saw it against Baylor too. We saw him have a rough night against Baylor and be able to just come back and and finish the game out. So I'm not concerned and and. In terms of things not liking to see during the game, honestly, I didn't. I mean, we were up eighteen. Roach went out. I think that did clearly affect the team. I, yeah. I guess if if there's one thing that you want to say, then they just have to be able to deal with that team adversity. Where if somebody major goes out, they got to be able to step up because it happens. Yeah. Injuries happen, and you never know who it's going to happen to. So you just got the next man up. But we have enough talent to be able to counteract all the all the injuries we could possibly have on the team, except for probably Flip and Mark Mitchell. We have we have the bodies to counteract the rest of it. So. Yeah, no doubt. I thought that um, that definitely sent us back, as Coach K used to say, you know, when, when Roach went out, because we were cooking. Mm-hmm. We were up 18, and he was and he was having a monster game. Yeah, I mean, he had 10 points in 17 minutes and didn't even play in the second half, <clears throat> except for the, the first minute before he had to get subbed out. Um, but, you know, I, I thought it was good to see Proctor be that guy to step up. Yeah. Um, I know that he missed his free throws, but, you know, he hit a couple clutch shots, a couple clutch threes. Mm-hmm. And he'll hit those uh, free throws down the stretch too. He's a he's he will, he will. I'm almost 90% free throw shooter. Right. It's, it's, it's frustrating in the moment. Uh, yeah. but certainly I know that he'll he'll hit him down the stretch. He was having one of those Jason Williams games, you know, doing <laughs> everything but hitting the free throws. Um, but you know, he, he brought up the uh, kind of like the pick and roll that is really our bread and butter play, especially when you know we need a bucket. It's usually you know flipping and Jeremy, but I mm-hmm. thought um actually uh Proctor and uh, Flip did a great job of that um, yep. against Louisville. So, so that was great to see. And I Pablo, think, uh, yeah, just to t- just to touch on it real quick before we go, to Bob's. I think with the short roll, obviously Flip and Jeremy have created such great chemistry with it, and even Jeremy Ryan Young. You know, J- Jeremy has run the short roll. Pablo pointed this out on Twitter. Has run the short short roll masterfully this year to the tune of him, you know, being a, a plus forty percent three, uh, three point shooter. Everything else that he's doing. But I, st- I potentially I think Tyrese Proctor could be even better in the short role than Germ, 
just because of the size, just because of the ability to look over the defense at 6'5", and just his his wizardry with the ball. I, I think he has potential to be even better in the short roll than, than Germ by the end of the season. That's the same question I was going to ask Pablo is, you know, where can um, Proctor kind of do what Roach does? Because he still does, he does it well, uh, but maybe exceed it because of the, the, the talent that Proctor has, and not to mention being six, you know, four, six, five, um, where Jeremy's, you know, pushing six feet. Yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously, you know, the thing about it, though, is that, uh, you know, Jeremy, if if you, let me, I'll put it like this. If you if you put Jeremy Roach's mentality into Tyrese Proctor's head, yeah. pause, yeah. they would, that would be fucking amazing. You know that's what I'm saying? It would, that's, that's, that's the, exactly, you know what I'm saying? That's an NBA fucking top 10 pick you know what i'm saying if you mm-hmm. if you were to do that um that's, that's, Shea, that's basically Shea gillis alexander man yeah you know what i'm saying and that's the only reason why i feel like you know what i'm saying like jeremy and flip is a little more dangerous than tyrese sure, and flip sure. is because tyrese is looking to pass almost every yeah. time out of that you know what i'm saying and, and defense yep. you know just through scouting they're gonna they're gonna pick up on that eventually you know what yep. i'm saying but he's just like you mentioned he's so big and he's so paused and he's so you know what i mean the stuff that he does is just a little, yeah. you know. I mean, he just got more size on than Jeremy, but Jeremy, his mentality is it's about he's scoring yep. first, you know what I'm saying, and passing second. So that's what makes that those two a little more deadly. But um, that's not, I think, you know, I, I mean, it, it still goes to say like flipping and Proctor and Tyrese is still very, very deadly. You know what I'm saying? And, and I I agree with you 100. I think right now, I think you're right. I think right now, Jeremy and flipping the short roll, just the chemistry they've created with it, Tyrese being out, the chemistry they created with everything else. Right now, that surpasses anything that Reese is doing with Flip on the floor at the moment. I'm just, sure. Potentially, I think if we're talking March, if we're talking this team being built for March, I think potentially, if Tyrese has starts getting into this takeover mode, I think potentially he could be, he, yeah, he could operate the short roll even better than what Jerm has done, which is that's hard to even think about. <laughs> as good yeah. as it's been. they just they're just really different, man. They're just two different they players. You know what I'm saying? They're two different players and just. Like Jeremy is is he doesn't you know what I mean he doesn't waste any time you know what I mean he's no. you know what I mean set the screen I'm getting to it you know what I'm saying Tyrese is more set the screen okay I'll come around I'll probe yeah. a little bit I'll take a couple more dribbles than I need to I hang it hesitation and then okay I'm in the lane okay now I'm dishing you know what I'm saying where Jeremy is like all right screen uh-huh. okay bet boom I'm coming off your motherfucking hip shoulder to shoulder I'm turning the corner I'm getting to the basket you know what I'm saying I'm scoring oh I ain't got it okay I'm dishing now you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's just happening a lot faster with uh with Jeremy yeah. Roach than it is with Tyrese Proctor and that's that's no hit on you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying on on Tyrese but they just but that's the evolution Reese can make if Reese can yeah. make that evolution it's if, if he can make that evolution we're talking about a championship squad like no yeah. we're talking about a championship squad anyway we're talking about a championship squad no doubt if he makes that evolution because now you don't have anybody you can guard on the perimeter. You literally have yeah. you cannot guard anybody on our team on the perimeter at that point. Yeah, and that's that's the good part, man. And I think that um, you know, if you look at it overall too, uh, all of our guards, them that all of our ball handlers, you know, what I'm saying like uh, Jared, you know, Jeremy, mm-hmm. uh, Tyrese, and Caleb are very good pick and roll players. So yep, you know what I mean. We, we we're straight. We're set up for success, man. We just gotta oh, yeah. continue to do what we gotta do and and play against the teams that we played and we should beat. We need to crush them. You know what I mean? And the ones that we playing, you know, we gotta win those close games, you know, the UNCs mm-hmm. and all that. We gotta beat these guys. So yep. yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, the thing with Jeremy is he's so decisive in those pick and roll situations where yeah. Pablo's point, you know, you know, Proctor kind of plays around a little bit, you yeah. know, um, you know, shows off the, the handles and stuff like that. But you know, to your point earlier, AC, I thought it was a really good one, is Jeremy and Flip were able to do some of this stuff while Tyrese was out. Obviously, mm-hmm. they had last year as well, um, to, to kind of really, you know, get that camaraderie on that pick and roll. But I, I, you know, I think Pablo thinks that Jeremy's going to play on Saturday. I think he's going to sit out. But this this opportunity could be the same thing for Proctor as it was for Roche earlier, right. where you know Proctor now is going to be playing that role more uh, with Jeremy potentially being out, and that just gives them more opportunity to kind of get that cohesion. Um, and it's and the same thing that happened last year when Roach went out, right? And, and Tyrese took over the point guard role last season, and so yeah. I mean, you know, what I mean, like. I, I, if if Jeremy can go, then he goes. Like absolutely. It, it just, if if he's not ready and you don't need to rush him back for Clemson, then fuck it. Let Tyrese run it. <laughs> let's let him run yeah. it. Let, let's go. You know what I mean? Like let him run it. Yeah. The, the other Jeremy thing back, is, I, th- I think it's easy um, right now with Jeremy playing so good. I think mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of almost defer a lot more than he probably yeah. should if you're Tyrese. Um, you know, Jeremy Kane was playing really well. He probably watching a lot of that and being like, I don't want to get it in anybody's way. And all he did was get in his own way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so I think with Jeremy going out, you know, you want somebody to come in there and step up. And, and that was when Proctor did. He's like, this is my team. And so yeah. it could be a blessing in disguise. Um, you know, hopefully Roche is not out <clears throat> uh, long term. And, and that is an opportunity for Proctor to finally take that mantle and say, nah, this is mm-hmm. my squad. Um, but yeah, you know, Pobs, I mean, you know, not killing for tonight, um, but I'm not worried about him. Are you worried at all about about what you saw there? But he, to me, he's just a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde when it comes to scoring the goal. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm never really worried about Caleb Foster. I mean, I think that um, just with him, it's just you know, what I mean, he's not only he's a freshman, you know what I mean, but he's trying to find his his role too. Because at any time he's on the court, you know, you got two or three other ball handlers. And the thing is, is like, especially when Tyrese comes in. So it's kind of like, okay, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, it's just a little different for him. And he's just trying to, you know, he's trying to find his niche. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I mean, because he, he, he the thing about Caleb Foster, he's going to show up when we need him to. He's going to show yeah. up when we least expect him to. You know what I'm saying? And drop those 13 to 17 points. You know what I mean? When we least expect him to. So right. I'm not. I'm not I'm not worried about him at all. All I need him to do is just, you know, run the team the way he's been running the team, uh, be consistent, uh, and play good defense. And that, that's that's what we need out of Caleb Foster. With as much as the ball was funneling the Reese too, like mm-hmm. it, it's, that that wasn't going to be his night. Like the, the right. number was being yeah. – I mean, even for McCain, McCain, like McCain didn't have a good game until the couple – again, which you love to see. Just, just like Jalen Lowe against us with Pitt. Not a great night overall in terms of shooting the ball, but he made impacts all over the court. And then when you needed to make big shots, he made big shots against us. Same thing with McCain. Made big shots down the stretch when you needed it, even though the the numbers don't say he had a good game. That's why you can't rely on the numbers because in in moments, you step up in moments in college basketball, and that's what it's about. So Foster's going to do all right. I mean, he was fine against Pitt. He's great against Pitt. Like, not worried. No, I'm not worried either. And I think uh, the beauty is that we have four really good guards. And they're all getting significant minutes and experience. So, you know, not that Jeremy needs any more experience, but he's still good experience for Proctor. 
is still a good experience for, for Caleb and for uh, McCain. So all those are positives. You know, it wasn't the prettiest game. You know, it was tough to watch a little bit, you know, as a fan, you know, because you, you feel like a team like Louisville should blow them out. But, you know, that, that's basketball. It's January basketball. We saw Kentucky get smoked by um, South Carolina. So, you know, Duke uh, is the only one of two teams in the country that have not lost by more than five points this year. Yep. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, you know, we're talking about a team that, you know, say what you will about their mental toughness at times and, you know, their grit and stuff like that, man. They they fight till the end. That should, be a, that should be a testament to their mental toughness, the fact that they right. don't just get blown out by teams when they probably could. Like, we probably could have gotten blown out by Georgia Tech in Atlanta. We probably could have gotten beat off, beat the brakes off our floor against Arizona. Like, hey, yo. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> hey, yo. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yo, <yeah. laughs> so that, that should be a testament Whoa. to our mental toughness. I, I know I know people have called that into question, but I, I don't question our mental toughness. I really don't. Not at all. I, I think there's lapses. Yes, there are lapses. I think that's college basketball. I, and and again, John is playing right now. He's playing like, yes, we are like the, the first couple of games of the season were like the games he played like straightforward the most because we just didn't know what we had. So he just deferred to let's do it. We need to do a flip. Now the past whatever, you know, 14, 15 games we've played, we've really been experimenting with lineups, experimenting with certain offensive sets, things like that. Things we're gonna yeah. keep, things we're not gonna keep, and that's what you do, man. And that's that's how you build. Like that's how you don't. That's how you don't be the Zion team where you peak in November and then never get better. Like you continue. Yeah. Like this team is continuously getting better. I hope people realize that. Like yeah, there are so many things that this team was failing in in November that now you can't say that's a weakness for us anymore. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I agree with that for sure. Um, and I think. One of the things, too, is, like, if you question it, like, there. only thing i say about Duke, right, the only thing that concerns me at times is just the post-presence when Flip isn't really having a good game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing that concerns me um, as far as, like, getting scoring from the post. You know what I'm saying? Like, who else is going to score in the post other than, you know, Flip? And, you know, you got Mark. Right. Uh, he does this thing, but Mark is more like he's like inside out a lot. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. So he's not just strictly on the block scoring, you know. So that's the only yeah. thing that, that concerns me. And that's why I think it's, it is key for, you know, a guy like Sean Stewart's development to happen, mm -hmm. you know, pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, at the end of the, the day, one, you know, that's a coaching thing. So I think we'll be. One fine. thing I'll say about that real quick, too, is if, because we've had some games where Flip hasn't scored well in the post and we've mm -hmm. been able to hang. Baylor, mm -hmm. I keep coming after Baylor, but that's a that's a big that that's a that's a big one. That's a big example of, against a really really good team where yeah. we couldn't score in the post and we're still able to get we're still able to get tough twos. Like you talk about yeah. the tough twos, we're still able to get tough twos because our guards can get to the lane. Yeah, and we have four guards that can attack the basket plus Mark Mitchell. Tell me a team right now in college basketball that has not not even five defenders that can stop you from the perimeter. Three. Tell me a team in college yeah. basketball that has three defenders that can stop three really good drivers of the basketball and then that still leaves two more players that can get to the bucket so even if we can't get the traditional you know post post bucket for two down low i think we can still finagle our way into some two-point shots to keep games close yeah yeah and i agree with that too but you know like, and like you like, said like but you then said. just adding sean stewart now adding a lob threat shit like that mm -hmm. shit. 
Yeah. What, what, mean, what are you going to do? I think what we concerns get him to turn me. turn the corner would be good. Yeah. You know I'm saying? Go ahead, TK. I think, I think, yeah, I was just going to say real quick before we move on um, is that the, the thing that concerns me a little bit is we do have some stretches there where we're not playing to our strength, which is being able to, to drive the basketball, yep. get to the mm-hmm. lane, get to the foul line, and we settle for some threes. Obviously, we did that against you know Pitt, especially in that second half, where we kind of you know broke down a little bit there and, and you know started chucking the little threes. Like I'd like to see us, uh, especially Flip. I'd like to see him continue even when the shots not falling down low. Just keep 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 at it. You know, um, you know I, I I don't want him taking more than you know three or four threes unless he's hitting. Uh, that's just me because I'd like to see him continue to. to he's been on fire, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, he wasn't. Obviously, it wasn't against Louisville, but, um, you know, I think sometimes he settles, though. And then that's yeah. why, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him continue to, to get to the line, line, hit his free throws, and, you know, keep that presence there. Going back to, going back to Pitt, again, like, no Roach, no Mitchell. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, we I'm might not, not have those guys. We might not have them. Like, Mitchell might sit out the random game he does, and Jerm might still have a bad ankle or something. You know what I mean? Like, we have to be able to counteract that if we still want to be true champions or whatever. You know what I mean? But – you tell me a team that loses that much production and still wins a title up. <laughs> good, good shit. Find that for me. Seriously. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll try to do losing Boozer, you know? Right. Seriously. Now, but yeah. I mean, you saw in the pick game, if we want to use that example, you still saw McCain attacking, you know, still attacking hard, you, you know? And, and again, if, if flip isn't scoring down low, I'm going to get shot for saying it. You do still have somewhat. You can get four, six points in the post from Ryan Young if you yes, really sir. need him in segments. You really can get four to six points from him in the post if you if you absolutely need him because flips right. and foul trouble or whatever else. You can get four to six points from Ryan Young that you absolutely need because your guards can still attack. You can still get the other points elsewhere, which you will. And and he's opportunistic. Like, well, the well, I'm I know I'm blanking on it already. What's the game that he he basically won for us down the stretch? Was it Notre Dame that he went nuts? Towards the end of the game, was that the one that he was just was killing towards uh, the end of the game? Which one am I thinking about? I think I think it was a couple games ago. The Notre Dame or Syracuse? No, it wasn't Syracuse. Um, boy, we should probably have known this. Uh, was it Georgia Tech? It, was it Georgia Tech at home? Man, it might have been Georgia Tech. I thought um, it was. I thought it might have been Notre Dame, but either way, like. We it, yeah, it was Georgia Tech. We, we had Tech. okay, Georgia Tech. All right, I was gonna say we had a, there was a game recently where everybody was back on the Ryan Ryan Young bandwagon. Yeah, we, everybody was, was ready to jump off, yeah. but they were back. Yeah, it was Georgia Tech, twenty three minutes, okay. ten points, nine boards. Yeah, capable. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Capable. Yeah, which is what he is, and that's like sometimes he's gonna play poorly, but more often than not, he's gonna be who he is. Um, yeah. he just had a had a rough one there. But kind of speaking on to different lineups here, I do want to bring up. Sean Stewart, this is a guy that hey. obviously our fans have been clamoring for, but clearly, you know, he wasn't ready. His defense hadn't caught up yet, and it's still a work in progress. But mm-hmm. AC, just talk about the impact that not only he had against Louisville, but where you see him going the rest of this rest of the season. I mean, it's what it's it's what we want. Like it's, it's his his impact is obvious. Like this is not it's not a hidden gem. It's not something hidden. It's you have somebody that athletic with the height. Like it just it speaks for itself. Like any anything else you get out of that is gravy. If if you get the blocks he gets, the rebounds he gets are gravy. Like if he's if he's just moving his feet, getting in front of people, disrupting pick and roll actions, that's all you need him to do. Any stat that he gets is gravy after that. So 
now it's a matter of he's he's starting to get time in January. So now this isn't this isn't a situation where like if he came in and started playing in like late February or something, all, maybe all you get out of him is this. You just get the the athletic plays and you get 10 minutes of that. Now he's he's playing in January, so you actually have a chance to now incorporate him in the offense. You have a chance to incorporate him in switches on defense. You have a chance to do all those things and get him ready for what you need him to do in March. So getting it done this early is good. I know people want to see it done earlier in December and stuff, but again, November and December in college basketball doesn't matter, y'all. It doesn't. Whether you want to say it matters for seeding or whatever else, go ahead and have that argument and throw that party. I don't care. It it, it doesn't matter. Like If you're developing a team, then your conference season is where it happens. January January is the start of it. February, February is where you solidify. And by the middle of February, whoever's playing is playing, and that's it. Whatever sets you're running, those are the sets you're going to run. Whatever defense you're running, that's what you're going to do unless something weird happens or you have an injury or you just have something that you've tucked away in, in, in the back, in the suitcase that you know that you can go to, and then you can just throw it out in March. Like it's, But it's rare that a team is that talented and that good to be able to do that and that cohesive to do that. So it, at this point, man, like that's why I think, again, that's why I think we saw didn't see the short roll for a while because we were tinkering with, with offense without the short roll being having to go to that. But we know we can go to it when we need it. Yeah, I mean, he has six rebounds, um, two points, had a huge block. Some people might want to call it, um, you know, goaltending, but not me. It looked clean to me. But uh, rest called know, a, obviously, rest called it a block. If mama called him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. You know, one hundred percent. No, Pablo, you kind of talk about where you'd like to see because I, I certainly didn't anticipate um, him rolling out there with with Mitchell and Flip. So, kind of talk yeah. about his role and kind of where you see D, John. Yes, insane. Um, talk about his role, how you see John using him, where would be most advantageous for, for Sean to be playing out there? Yeah, so, I mean, it's just you just got to look at it from a skill set perspective. You know I mean? What is he good at? You know, what position can you put Sean in to be successful on the court and, you know, and to incorporate that into, you know, team play, you know what I'm saying, to make it beneficial for everybody out there. So as far as, you know, you know, you get him in there, short burst, I think he could probably play, you know, realistically, he could probably play 10 to 15 minutes a game, you know what I'm saying? And, and be, it. and be, and be productive. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, as fans, they get so crazy because they don't, they want certain players to play just based off of maybe their ranking or what they see mm -hmm. on the highlight tape or whatever, but they got to understand it's, it's way more than that. You know, mm -hmm. when it comes to basketball, you gotta, you know what I mean? Just like, you know, Shire said in his presser, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, you know, this is his best week of practice. It's no coincidence that he played, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? The right. many minutes that he did, he had his best week of practice. He's showing John Shire, like, Hey, I'm starting to pick up now. I'm starting to understand what you need me to do. You know what I mean? And so as a coach, you know what I'm saying? When you see a player turning a corner like that, you know, you want to play them more, you know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. they're earning their minutes now. You know what I mean? And now you can trust yeah. them to do certain things. Can you throw him in there for 40 minutes and expect, you know what I mean? Some kind of crazy production. At this point, I don't think you can, you know what I mean? But I don't want to, you know, at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to doubt the kid, you know what I'm saying? But I think like he's, just, it's every day is just a learning, it's just a learning curve for him and that he's trying, still trying to reach. And uh, I think we're seeing right before our eyes, you know, he's, he, he's, he's, he's reaching it, you know what I mean? He's turning mm -hmm. that corner. So he's going to play more, you know what I mean? Um, I think we just got to chill out sometimes that, you know, maybe in the next game, things don't go his way. Yeah. He don't play that much. Right. 
Right. And then you know how people that you know how Duke Nation gonna act. Oh, well, 100%. Oh, Stewart, <laughs> instead of just shutting the fuck up, you know what I'm saying? They're just letting John Shire coach, you know what I mean? They just gonna go crazy with it. So, you know, we just gotta be patient, man. And if we could get him um to to play those spot minutes and really be on the floor and be a, a mm. defensive stopper or you know, just grab some rebounds and just an energy guy, like kind of like a Henry Coleman when we had Henry yep. Coleman, we could get him to do that. You know, by time is tournament time, by ACC tournament time, that's gravy, bro. I love it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, that's going to be best for the team. And not to mention, like, he, John will never – no coach will ever say this in a press conference. Maybe, maybe Calipari. He might be the only one who has the balls to say it. But co- when coaches have an arsenal of players, mm-hmm. they have they have the ability and, and the wherewithal sometimes to, to – just hold on a minute. Keep a player back for a second. Like I don't need a bunch of tape on you right now. I don't need everybody to know what you do yet. Like, and and quite honestly, I, I don't think this was like. Yes, he said it's coach speak. It's coach speak. He had a great. He had his best week of practice. That's coach speak. This is not Sean Stewart's only good week of practice, y'all. Like, not saying yeah. you were saying that, Pablo. I, I know on Twitter the clip of him saying it has been used for people's agenda to be able to say he's not been practicing yeah. well. He hasn't been good in practice. BS. It's not about him being bad in practice. It's about does he have a role? Sometimes naturally the team will shape a role for a player because certain players will fall out of the rotation. Certain mm-hmm. players get injured. You know, certain certain things happen where roles naturally find themselves. And we talked about this at CTC. Sean didn't have a role. He just didn't. And yeah. to be a freshman coming in to be responsible for so many things and and learning so many positions and things it was gonna be incredibly hard for him it's kind of like if you want to equate anybody who watches football if you want to equate it to football it's like being a a rookie tight end in the nfl you have so many different responsibilities you're not it's rare that you're going to just be great off the gate so you need that development time so this is development y'all everybody complained about one and done for so many years and then they were like i want players who develop and, and this is development. Y'all forgot about it. Y'all forgot what it felt like to develop. Y'all forgot the Greg Paulus years. This is development. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all forgot. Like I, I, I know y'all forgot. It's all right. I'm here to remind you. You forgot. This is what development looks like. So, but when you start next year, when Khan or somebody else isn't doing exactly what you want them to do, or John's not playing them as much as you want them to play, just remember, it's not always going to happen right away. Everybody's mm-hmm. not Paulo Boncaro. Everybody's not Zion, man. They can't all just do it right off the bat. You know, even even those guys, um, not not so much Zion. He's the exception. But even Paolo, uh, Paolo like he he had his struggles. You know, he had his sure. struggles. Uh, Cam obviously had his struggles. RJ had sure. a few. Um, so that happens. But I think um, I think it's about the role though. Their role yeah, is for sure. Sean didn't have though. a role. He has a role now. Yeah. And, and it's still it's still developing. And you know, yeah. Pablo made a great point when he talked about, you know, you see, you know, five star ranking next to a kid's name. That doesn't automatically mean that, you know, first of all, every I've said this for a million years, every class is different. So just because you're a five star in one class doesn't mean that you would be a five star in another class. Some classes are better, some classes are worse. And you know, each player is on their own on their own track. And so just because you're a five star doesn't necessarily mean that you're a one and done guy um or anything like that. But for, for Sean Stewart, it was clearly about, you know, to your point, figuring out which your role is going to be, figuring out the speed of the game, yep. where do I fit in? And he's still he's still developing that. He's going to take some time. And and I think we talked about it in the last podcast. I'd like to see him, you know, kind of be that defender that Ryan Young can't be, 
you know, where Ryan Young's great at that hedge um, in, in pick and roll defense. Uh, I thought Sean Stewart did a good job of that against Louisville a little bit. I mean, he can go out there and he can guard guards. Yeah. Um, you saw Lively do that uh, last year. Crazy. And I'm not saying he's Lively. Obviously, he doesn't mm-hmm. have the, the 7 1 right. frame. But at the same time, like, he's a, he's a player that gives us something that no other player on our team can give. Like, exactly. He jumps out of the gym. He, he's super athletic, and he hasn't even thrown one down yet. Like right. we're going to figure out a way to, to get him involved, yeah. in that, and when he does, look out. Let's, you can tell like, they want to. That's why I like January. Him him getting getting this work in January already is because now you have you have a whole month of basketball to start developing some offense for him too, and some offense plays. Because yeah. player as, as much as players want to say, you know, I'll just go out and do what I need to do for the team. Motherfuckers like scoring. Everybody likes to score. That is that's like mm-hmm. like so if you can if you can get him some dunks like you're talking about if he can get his everybody likes to score you know what I'm saying if he can get yeah. if he can get his mid range jumper and these these are all the things that like you said Ryan Young can't do and and you you want to replace as much of Ryan Young as you possibly can as heady as the dude is as steady as Ryan Young is you want to replace as much of him as you possibly can because that just means it's better talent better athleticism all the other things across the board. And then you still have this heady five-year player who can, you know, who can play basketball, you know, and and in a, in a way that's so fundamental that you just it's hard to deal with him. So, and he's just a, at that point he becomes a band-aid for 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 the cut that you have. So right, and that's what we want him to be. And the yeah. other part of that is, you know, Ryan Young on the bench is great, you know, because sure. he is a leader and he's a guy that likes to mentor players. And yeah. I'm sure he's doing that with Sean Stewart just like he did with with Derek Lively last year and Flip. So, you know, that's and not he's a humble bad enough to know that these yeah, dudes exactly. are all better than him. And when so, his number is called, he's still going to come in and do what Ryan Young does. Like, he's yeah. still going to, you saw the dive against Pittsburgh, man. Like, nobody on the team's dove on the ball, on the floor for a ball like that. Like, that's the shit yeah. that Duke fans used to love. And now we're taking it for granted. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Like, everybody's mad at Ryan Young. And Ryan Young ain't the problem, man. No. Um, mad at Ryan Young. He ain't the problem. Right. Uh, Pablo, one thing I actually wanted to bring up uh, in this segment is, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were talking about how if if Reeves could start getting some of those Ryan Young 12 to 15 minutes a game, yeah. we'd be in a great spot. Obviously, Reeves is out and he hasn't yeah. played all year. Maybe it's Sean Stewart is the guy that's going to kind of emerge and take some of those minutes. Yeah, I mean, shit. <laughs> Is that's what it's I feel like that's what it's trending towards right now. You know what I'm saying? We don't obviously, you know, Reeves is out and I don't foresee him playing at all this season. So um yeah, no, I mean, like I said, if earlier, if you know, I mean the development happens fast or you know, at the pace that it's going, you know, and he just keeps progressing, um, for sure. He can get those minutes and, you know, hopefully, you know, do some positive things on the floor while he's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the kid can't play. He it's a good player. You know what I mean? It's just all about, at this point, it's just all about, you know, uh, fit, you know, his role and opportunity. So, you know, if he can do that, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think we'll, we'll be in a good space, man. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So, obviously, very positive news um, about Sean Stewart. We're looking forward to, to, you know, him continuing to progress. we got a couple games coming up. Uh, Saturday is a big one. At home, four o'clock against Clemson. Um, luckily, he's not on the CW, so we're good there. 
It's a lot of ESPN, but you know, Clemson started out well. You know, they started out well. Mm-hmm. They kind of hit a little bit of a bump, but you know, it's not only Duke that hits a little bit of a bump in the road. But you know, AC, talk about talk about Clemson, how they play, not just how dirty they are, but how they play. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how they play, though, right? Like, this is it, it's this is a light version of what we saw with Tennessee last year, man. Outside of the 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 flat out assault that we had against Tennessee motherfucker. If he was anywhere else other than a basketball court would have been arrested for some of the stuff that was happening on the court. This is how Clemson plays, man. So this is yet another test. And I think it's yet another test that we pass. I don't, don't, by no means do I think this is going to be an easy game. Clemson is as inconsistent as it comes and they can't, they can't defend the three. They're not a great three point defense team, but they do kind of play in this. They play like a pack line ish type of defense where they, they, it's kind of three point funnel. So they don't they don't let you get easy twos. So getting twos is one of the ways to win games. It's gonna be tough to get twos this game. Um, I think the short roll is really gonna be um, it's gonna be utilized a lot. Um, this is we're gonna take we're gonna play this game kind of like we play UVA. So operating off the wings, um, operating off the elbows, free throw line extended, and getting the that short roll action is gonna be big this game. And then looking for those shooters, we're planning Cameron, so we'll be able to shoot. Uh, so I, I think we get the win out of this one. I think it's possible to get a double-digit win out of this game uh, because I think we can defend what they do. They don't have big guards. Um, they do have uh, what's the big kid's name? Um, the Schiffler. No, not Schiffler. Oh, Wiggins. PJ Hall. Yeah, Wiggins. Chauncey Wiggins. Uh, oh, Wiggins. Hall, like Hall, Hall goes. PJ Hall goes without like goes without saying. That dude is first-team All ACC caliber player, um, mo- monster, and he he's. Plays inside out like he, he everything PJ Hall does is, is gold. And I, I like that kid a lot. He's a really good player. Um, yeah, I, I liked him when we briefly recruited him as <laughs> coming out of high school. So he's that dude is he's a monster. But um, just some of the things that they do with him, him and Shifflin work together well in that two big lineup. And then you have Wiggins and some of the other guards who can shoot Chase Hunter, those guys. So it's it's this is going to be a test for our defense, which I like. I like testing our defense in, in January like this. And I think we they've had a week to prepare for us. Cool. That's fine. We we've we've had a, enough days to prepare for Clemson. We'll be all right. Yeah, they, they average almost 81 points a game, Pablo. Um they shoot 36% from three as a team. Gerard obviously shoots extremely well, 42%. But they're not, you know, they, they do a lot of a, a lot of really good things. I think it's gonna be a, a, a real test for us. What do, what do you see happening? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it is going to be a good test. I think they match up with us well. I mean, I think, obviously, I think we have better guard play. I think they have more depth uh, in their front court. Uh, and that's the only thing that kind of that's kind of worrisome. And, uh, you know, it's some rugged dudes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they do it. And the thing about Clemson, too, is that they're a really, really good passing team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? From the, from the, they pass from the post, too. You know, they throw it inside and guys cut and they just make really good passes. So, um you know, they got some aware guys out there. So I think at the end of the day, though, if we uh, we play our game, we play like Duke and we move in the ball, if we play our, uh, you know, we move in the ball like and it's a lot of, you know, a good open, a good amount of open shots and we stick them. We should be fine, man. Like, I don't, you know, I don't I don't really see us losing. You know what I'm saying? But I can see a world to where it can definitely fucking happen if we come out flat against them, because once they get on a roll and get confident, you know what I mean? That's all that happens. And, you know, what I mean, it just takes one little dive at the knees from like Shefflin or somebody to change the complexion of the game. No you doubt. know what I mean? Just, you know, that's a, it's a hustle play. But, you know, right. you just took out like three guys, you know what I mean, in, in one play. So 
we just got to minimize stuff like that, man. We can't let them get confident and, you know, hit shots early. We got to make everything tough on them. Um, and I, I'm thinking that we might even, you know, as, at a certain time, man, we might even have to double the post uh, depending on, you know, who's got the ball. I mean, I'm worried, not so much worried about Shefflin, but like if Flip picks up some early stupid fouls. I was going to keep to keep him out of foul trouble. You might double the post a little bit. Yeah, and that's and that's that's why I say, you know what I'm saying? You don't want him to pick up those stupid ass fouls. Yeah. So you just want to get the ball out of his hands, you know, and, and make other guys beat you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Offensively, they got who? Paul Wiggins and I don't even know who else scores a lot on that team. I mean, man. keep I you keep Joe Girard from being opportunistic, right? Like he's gonna stand, yeah. he's gonna stand around the perimeter and he's gonna wait for PJ Hall to pass out of the double team. He's gonna shoot a three. So you don't yeah. let him you don't let him go nuts. This yeah, we just gotta this, run run him off the three. This point. smells just, like a Jalen Blake's game to me. It just smells yeah. like not Jalen Blake scoring a bunch of points. This smells like a Jalen Blake's flying all over the place, disrupting everything they want to do type of game to me. Like it just it smells like it smells like one of one of our freshman guards is probably gonna struggle with the physicality of this game. And mm-hmm. I feel like somebody like Jalen Blake's comes in and just helps solidify things. I just it just smells like a Jalen Blake's game to me. Yeah, I see uh I see Mark Mitchell having a big game too. Um, it's going to be inter- interesting to see who they put on him as far as who's going to guard him, um, if yeah. they're going to start a front court of, of Shefflin and Hall. I don't know who they're going to put on him, but uh, I can probably imagine that it would probably be P.J. Hall. and they probably put a so. bigger put body. Shefflin on Flip. Put the, yeah, put a bigger body on Flip uh, just to try to – And then double. I think that is advantageous to us, especially defensively, if, if Mitchell's yeah. locking up uh, P.J. Hall, who averages almost 20 a game. Yeah, I think that that would yeah. be best for us, and there's no way the Shefflin can keep up with Flip. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. But like I said, the only thing I worry is just like a, you know, some stupid – Kelly, I agree. You know what I'm saying? And just somebody falling on somebody and then somebody getting hurt. Yeah, falling. Yeah, falling. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Right. Hustling. Right. Hustling. And then that, that's hustling. something you can definitely see. Like Flip has to be ready for that. He has to know damn well that that's going to happen. Um, mm. NC, do you have a prediction for me? Yeah, it's gonna be a high scoring game. I feel like, I feel like, despite both teams having solid defensive play, they both have bugaboos on defense that are gonna allow the other team to score. I, man, I can see something like 87 85, like for real, like tight game down to the wire, high scoring type game, 87 85. Yeah, I'm gonna go 84 79. I'm with you on that. Um, I think it will be a little bit more high scoring. I do agree with Pablo. I think that you know. Our team's going to have to step up physicality-wise. It might be a little bit tough for one of our freshman guards. Um, Pablo, I know you just want to win, right? Yeah, I mean, you know my prediction. I don't give a fuck about no score. Duke, just win. You can win by half a goddamn point. It don't matter to me. Just win the (laughs) fucking game. You know what I'm saying? And then we march forward. That's all. That's the bottom line. That's it. And march march forward, we will. AC, your your game. Here we go. Uh, Up up in Blacksburg, Monday night, 7 p.m., I mean, I, I, do, you, do you want to sit this one out? I don't. I don't want to put you on the spot. No, no, we're gonna talk about it. We got. We got a job to do. I gotta be a professional. We gotta talk about it. I say, <laughs> AC compromised. Virginia <laughs> we gotta Tech talk compromised. about it. Um, well, talk about your talk about your uh, your Hokies, man. I mean, they they'll they'll be missing one of their guards, uh, Rex Steiner. Um, if you're if you're a wrestling fan, Big Papa Pump's son, Scott Steiner, his son. Oh, plays wow, I have no Tech. idea. Wow. Yep. Yep. Okay. So he, he's a, he's a dude. He's a beast too. Like the kid is strong. He's he's got the pop of pump jeans. But um, so let me on him. They, they're they're gonna be playing like seven players. So they'll be down. And they are also doing a Saturday Monday just like us. So the Saturday okay. Monday, 
tough slate, tough back to back, but this is what you got to do in a tournament two day rest or one day rest. So, um, obviously, you got to travel to Blacksburg for it. Luckily, it's not too far from where we'll be in Clemson, but um, I mean, Tech, Tech's going to be looking for the three. Hunter Couture is going to be looking for his shot, of course. Sean Padula is going to be looking for his shot, of course. You can get Padula in foul trouble, especially taking him to the rack. Um, they got a big named Lynn Kid that you know really has been having a really good season. But Filipowski, I'll take Filipowski over him all day. So you got to outmuscle them. We got you got to you got to outmuscle them. We were talking about this before the podcast started. Pablo is bringing this up. You got to outmuscle them, man. You just you got to outstrength that, and you can because they don't have a lot of strength. In, on the interior, they don't have a lot of strength in the guard position. Um, so it, you just you got to be got to be opportunistic with what you get and just and just just take it to them strength wise. So I, I think we can do that. You heard, you heard it. I think we can well, do that. Mike Young <laughs> is for sure, for sure going to double and triple the post anytime Flip gets it low. So a Mark Mitchell game is is coming for sure um maybe even a sean stewart type of game maybe this is the game where you see him starting to work some lobs and stuff i feel like clemson's gonna be a tough game for sean i feel like tech could be a good bounce back game for sean because they don't have they don't have anybody who can really hang with him athletically um and and that's that's something that you can see bc kind of did it with the harris kid that they have a kid super athletic and they kind of stayed in that game just based on his athleticism alone so i think sean stewart could, he can add that for us so i'd see this as a win for tech uh, for duke i really do um 74 57 uh, i think tech or tech will have a, oh. i think they'll have trouble scoring on duke i really do we have we have the size in the guard position we defend the three well enough if, if we don't let hunter couture go nuts if we let hunter couture go nuts it's a totally different game and he who, has who, a tendency to do that who too. starts at, who starts at the tour reese reese yeah. i think you start reese on couture because he's got the size couture six three reese six five i think you put him there and, and he's a great you know perimeter defender um team's been able to chase hunter couture off the line this season a little bit so i, I think you see us kind of imp implementing the same thing we'll be able to go one-on-one -on -one with them at position for position so there's no need for like doubling and all that shit so we should be able to take that game straight forward yeah pablo what do you see yeah no i'm with ac on that one i think i just think that uh we we really got the blueprint to beat uh virginia tech um you saw last year where tyrese proctor completely shut down uh Hunter Couture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just, he just was all in his jersey, you know what I'm saying? He just ran him off the three-point line. He just pretty much face guarded him and just didn't let him, you know, yep. didn't let him get the ball. And when he did get the ball, he made him put the ball on the floor because Hunter Couture wants to get shots up. He wants to get jumpers up. So best thing to do, you know, make him put it on the floor. He yep. can't beat Tyrese off the dribble. So, you know, it's advantageous for Duke to do that. Um, as long as we keep Sean Padula. If you, if you shut down uh, Hunter Couture, I'm not really worried about the game at that point because, uh, yeah. you know, obviously he's the head of the snake, but Sean Padula is also a player and uh, he's probably going to give us a couple fits, but, you know, depending on who guards him, you know, I could see us, you know, starting with Jeremy on him. If Jeremy plays, we'll be fine. I'm not worried about mm -hmm. it. I know, I know one thing, they can't fucking guard us. So nah. I ain't worried nah. about that. And shit. They're gonna have a um, dog fight the game before us too. Just like we're going to have a tough game against Clemson. They got to play Georgia tech. That's going to be a dog fight. For yeah. them too. It's going to be yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Like that Miami game where, my, I, th I don't even think Miami played on that Saturday before when they beat the shit out of us last year on that Saturday Monday turnaround. Like I, this is not the same thing, in my opinion. This is a different. This is a different animal. Yeah, they, yeah. The one thing that they have going for them is that they're playing both of these games, you know, Saturday and Monday at home. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, we get the one game at home, and then we got to go up there. But look, I mean, my, my point is like, hey, you got to be that team, you know. Yep. 
obviously you're, you're still we're still going to lose a couple games you know the rest of the way but you know I, I'd like to see us say you know what enough's enough everybody's expecting us to to have a letdown in this game uh it's a bit whiteout sellout you know in in Blacksburg it doesn't mm-hmm. matter just gonna find a way to win I think they will 75 70 that's you know what, what I yep. think we're gonna do up, up in Blacksburg you said it's a little easier to shoot there than it used to be it is. They changed the seats, so it's a little easier to shoot there. The lights are better now. Like it's it's brighter in there. You can you can see you can like look at your hand and see your fingers and shit in, in the Castle Coliseum now. <laughs> it used to be so different. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's no, it's it's still not a great gym to shoot in. <laughs> it's still a terrible gym to shoot in. But however, Virginia Tech also has not been shooting well at home either. So, and I was wrong. Miami did have a Saturday. Oh, don't say that. The correct oh, don't say that. Either way, either way, Virginia Tech has not shot well at home this season. Um. From three, they really haven't like quite a scap. Like it's they they shot better on the road in, in most cases, other than a game they shot over fifty percent against Clemson. So, but you, you had you had to say it. So now you now you know what they're gonna do. Now you know. What, nah, you know, I ain't worried about it. 100%. I'm not worried about it. I'm not um, worried about it. All right. Well, like we said, uh, Jack D, they'll be back um, on the next podcast. We'll, we'll do a um, a recap of what happened this weekend: Clemson, Virginia Tech on Monday night. And then AC is going to help Carolina time. UNC week, baby. I mean, we're going to get all into it. UNC week is one of our favorite weeks of the year. Coach's corners. Luckily, we get it twice. So um, yeah. we had another coach. Probably have a UNC over. guest on. We'll probably have somebody representing UNC on the podcast with us. Hate to hear that. Um, Do a little back and forth action. Oof, that's going to be ugly. Uh, but anyway, hey, look, Duke. <laughs> I got to take care of business on Saturday first. And then I got to take care of business up in Blacksburg. And then we head over to Chapel Hill. Let's go Duke. Let's go Let's Duke, go baby. Duke. Hey, y'all. Y'all know what to do. Like, comment, subscribe. Subscribe on Patreon. Subscribe on YouTube. Everywhere you get your podcasts. You know how to do it. Instagram. We're all over the place. Twitter. You see our handles on here. Come on with the five-point play. You know who it is. Like, y'all know you get your good information. If you want spoiler alerts, come on over here. If you want other stuff, go wherever else you go. I'm not going to say anything else. You can also edit this. Five Point Play Podcast. Let's go, Duke. Duke.